Yo, what up, though? This is Eshaan, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Chill. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? Come on, man. man. You've been saying this shit. I don't even know what's how many the connected episodes. Experience? It's yeah. a lifestyle. The lifestyle. Our lifestyle. How that lifestyle treating you? Treating me like an award-winning author, man. And yeah. I'm, uh, So 2020 been real to me, man, because I accomplished- It was real to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been real. It's, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, every goal that I wrote down this year, I accomplished. You know, yeah. I had wrote a list of things that I wanted to do. I wanted to be a better San Juan, a better husband, a better father, a better brother, a better son, a war winner author. And uh, I, I wrote that list. I put that list everywhere in my house, and I seen that list. I talked that list. I breathe that list. I eat that list. And I became a better person overall, man, with therapy and all of that, working out. Like like I said last time, is what you put in your body, what your body put out. So, yeah. so I just quit putting it. Yeah. I just quit putting the bullshit in my body. And I am even proud of myself because now that I look back, for the last 60 days for sure, I have not been watching any violent content on TV. I won't watch nothing where they're running around shooting up shit and all the police shows I used to watch and all that. Yeah. I won't watch that shit. Now, I have been heavy on the fatal attraction, but that be is it be murder and shit, but it's more true story than yeah. violent content. You it's know what I'm saying? Like crime. Uh, yeah. It's Animal Instinct, the Urban Jungle. Uh, go grab you a copy yeah. wherever you get your books from. Yeah, 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 <laughs> man. Yeah, and that lifestyle has always treated me well, dog. You know, I, I had to reshift my focus also uh so i reshifted my focus on wealth and uh that's just not money to me you know what i'm saying like i'm wealthy because of uh like i got a sound mind you know what i mean my spirit is intact like never before and uh like my family at an all-time high you know what i mean and we just we steady progressing you know and that shit just keep coming and doing good for me man so i appreciate that man so you got a word or anything you want to talk about today i got a podcast of the episode and the podcast of the episode is actually shot versus everybody over at the e-block uh radio network man. yeah we was able to have him on man real cool person yeah real cool dude man and i suggest anybody looking for any content man check out eblock network they got a couple of shows on there that's that's good but uh shy versus everybody is a podcast i've been listening to lately i think he uh his he about 50 some shows in yeah probably and, like 55 60 by now yeah and then i go back and i catch up on them you know what i'm saying i, I since i don't listen or watch violent content I just replace it with other shit that I feel like is fulfilling to. Now, when you say violent, do you mean overtly violent? Yeah, man. Okay, so like, I ain't watching no Chicago PD or no SVU or shit like that no more. Yeah. Or I'm not watching none of that type of shit no more, man. Because in reality, like I've watched up until this point when I stopped, I had watched every season of SVU from the moment it came on TV. And then, you know, it used to be like auto marathons and shit on. Man, and that shit's sick, man. And that shit be true, man. And that shit be real people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Them little girls get off the bus in New York and want to be famous and them little girls end up whores or dead. And you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I don't want that shit in my head, man. So I replaced that with a lot of reading. I'm about to jump on that Red Fox book and read that in its entirety this week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I got a word, man. 
man, awareness, just like how you talk on it, like you aware that that could do something to you mentally, man. And that's the state or condition of being aware, having knowledge and your consciousness. And I feel like when people come into a consciousness, whatever that may be, like a nigga might say, you know what? I just want to go all the way bad. I'm conscious about that. Like I want to rob 7-Elevens after I just got out of prison for doing robbery because it's $150 in there or anything crazy like that. So I just push that people be aware of what they're doing, be aware of the consequences, and just be aware of everything. Every action has a reaction, bro. You feel what I'm saying? And you don't get the pick. So you just right. get, you don't get the if pick. Because if you can't be mad at me if you smack me and I go kill your mom and your sister and your brothers because you shouldn't have smacked me. You don't right. get the pick. You set off that chain of events. That, yeah. that was violent. I see why you don't watch violent content. <laughs> it's something in there, I see. Yeah, but we got to guess, huh? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So look, man, you know how we do, man. Uh, we love to have people sit with us and just find out about uh about their journey and what brought them there. And uh, we love, well, have a love affair with rap music. You know what I mean? I love it, but I hate it at the same time. But I like me some good music, man. And when it come from our area, and I mean like uh, Southeast Michigan, Detroit, and all of that, uh, I, you, I can't I help gotta, but yeah, to listen. You know what I'm listen. saying? So uh, we got uh, D Rick with us, man. What's up, bro? Yo, 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 what's happening? What's happening? Yeah, so before we get into it, man, D Rick hella was late. hella late. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Hella, like, hella late. Luckily, I got to work today. <laughs> yeah, and Jay yeah. ain't got nobody else scheduled. So it all you know worked out. Perfect. You feel you know what, what I'm saying? saying. So, uh, Late as hell, though, family. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's divine yeah. order, man. Yeah, yeah. Man, you, I'm going to be honest with you, dog. You look familiar as fuck, man. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I just. I was just looking at I that. I just too, look like, like when you took your glasses and shit off, dog. Like, uh, like you from the city, man, but did you used to be in Ipsy or some shit like that, bro? Nah, you nah. just look like one of my old customers, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because you used to work in retail. No, because I used to work in retail. You feel oh, what okay, I'm saying? Okay. So like, <laughs> you crazy. used to serve boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how it works. I know I was late, though. So how it works is we used to have groups of customers. So I might help one nigga, and then my nigga Rob might help a nigga, For and sure. then such and such might help a nigga. But they all be crew, and you just look like one of Rob customers and this okay. shit. But you, you worked on the west side too. But I worked on the west side. I too. Uh, I worked at Villa on Grand River and Greenfield for a long that, ass that, time. So, so, what probably what makes sense from what you're saying is I used to be a really you know shoe fanatic, yeah. like you know what I'm saying sneakerhead. So I was at every location all the time trying to get something. You know what I'm saying. I have some some really close friends. Uh, Burn rubber. Shout out to Rose Spitz Secret yeah. Guard Management. You know these is my niggas, and we've been. In this shoe collection shit for a while, yeah, and you know, just as I got older, I got I, I grew out of it. But when you know, when I was in my day, I was a problem. Yeah, see, I worked at Puffer Reds and shit, so I just like I feel like so like, yeah, that's yeah, I like, could see that you yeah. know between Puffer, I used to spend a lot of time in there between see? the different villas. Yeah, so yeah. it's probably you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. from that from that world. It can, yeah, it could be. So well, we could just start right here. Like, how did you get into like having a love for like gym shoes and shit? You know, uh, I think like many of us, just starting from our from from my age. So I'm 36. Um, you know, just from being a kid, yeah. right? Just uh, you know, being a child who grew up with the Jordan era. Like yeah. I grew up in it, right? So right. I saw it ascend, and I saw the branding and the marketing, and you know, just like a lot of us, I think that's where it rooted. That's where yeah. it started at. And yeah. just you know, I, I look back watching the, the 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 players and the influences on sneakers yeah. that we literally grew up in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is not a hot take. This is a real take. I'm a Pistons fan, and I don't like the player Michael Jordan. I never have, and I never will. And I think Michael Jordan get a lot of credit that people overlook. They give uh, Michael Jordan a lot of credit for the 90s and like to say that that happened in the 80s. 
and that did it, it not true. 80s, yeah. Michael Jordan in the eighties was uh he could he could hoop, but he couldn't fuck with the Pistons. And I feel like that's a reason why Isaiah Thomas and that bad boys Pistons get overlooked a lot because people always want to say erase that yeah. right what Jordan what the Pistons did to Jordan, not understanding that that was he needed that. You feel what I'm saying? Because just like Isaiah Thomas needed to lose to Boston. That's how you came into it in the East. You had to lose to the best motherfuckers. And people were always just like, oh, Jordan was this and was that. But we talking about in the 80s and shit. You feel me? And especially if you've seen that documentary, nigga. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the hurdle, nigga. Right, you feel right, what I'm saying? Right. And, and I just don't feel that, man. Where would like, sneakers would have been if Jordan would have went with Adidas? Yeah. I mean, niggas, Adidas don't come with no new silhouettes. So uh, yeah. <laughs> niggas would have been <laughs> wearing forms and shit. You feel what I'm saying? With the yeah. Jordan logo. Yeah, yeah but I, I just had to put that out there. But. Nah, shit. I, I feel you. But I, I love I, Michael Jordan too because he made me a lot of money and I agree with that (laughs) assessment you know what I'm saying just from from the player standpoint and the influence part um but just from a a a sneaker culture uh influence perspective you know just whether it was Jordan whether it was watching what's your favorite Jordan or or silhouette 11 Jordan 11 yeah see I had some Jordan 11s I only had the only Jordans I ever I never bought a pair of Jordans me personally I have never paid any type of money for a pair of Jordans to wear. That's amazing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But I had some 11s and some 9s. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm the saying? Gray 11, the gray 11s. The gray 11s and the gray And it's nine. just, you, you know, know I think it's just the, when I look back, again, it's just, you know, timing. One of, see, my thing with sneakers it, back then was it was so significant as a child, 6th grade, 7th grade, 8th grade, so much of what you did to be fresh revolved <laughs> yeah. around sneakers, right? Yeah. So a lot of... Fuck the sneaker itself, yeah, right? Yeah, the design yeah. of it. I'm talking about the stories. Like I got yeah. stories about what we did to get, get the cool gray elevens. Yeah, I got yeah. I remember what I did to get the first patent leather Jordan Elevens. I think that's why that's my favorite shoe yeah. of all time. I literally remember I was on the way home driving from the Million Man March. Yeah. And my cousin Troy. So it's like crazy why these certain shoes have these you know, they just fixated. Yeah. Air Max 95. I remember my cousin Troy, we going away, we are going down to the Million Man March, and this nigga got them on. Yeah. And I remember being like, what the fuck are those? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was like, I got to have them. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And back then, remember. So it was 95, so it wasn't as big deal. Like it's, But they were <laughs> yeah. sick. I mean, it was a big then, deal. At that but moment, yeah, they yeah. were sick. But I'm saying now, like some Air Max 95, and, and I, I'm going to go, uh, I hate Nike. Like I was against Nike because of the history of Nike. Okay. So all growing up, Adidas, Converse, Gator, uh, gym shoes and all that, never really fucked with no Nikes. You know what I'm saying? But then they all one in the same. So And they all got story. Like I said, so like <laughs> yeah. I'm going, you know, it's the Million Man March. Yeah, right. Not the anniversary, the actual the real thing. March. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So just that journey, right? Like I'm in the car with my dad, with my brother, yeah. my cousin. That, that's actually big. He got on the nine fives. And remember back then, we don't have... Um, Everything was about magazines. Yep. That's how you East found Bay. out. East Bay, <laughs> East Bay. Source. Um, certain magazines is how you found out when the new music was coming out. Yeah. That's how you found out when new shoes was coming out. Remember, it would be like an ad right in the middle of yeah, that magazine. Uh, yeah. And I never forget, I'm reading a magazine. I'm, I'm in the trunk because we got to explore. And yeah. all these niggas is driving down and I'm in the back. And I'm going through the ma- and I saved the magazine. I remember buying it in the store. I was like, I ain't gonna read this bitch till we get on the road. Yeah. So I had me something, something to, to do. do. Yeah. And I got the light. And that's like, man, this shit was so crazy. It was like God, like the light. Like, that I, had <laughs> on the car. I turned the page and I see them fucking Jordan 11 and like the light shine. And I remember being like, 
I, I gotta. I was, I was like, I'll kill a nigga about that. I'm, I'm gonna get you too. <laughs> I, I will commit. I will commit murder to get. Listen, I told my dad. I listen. He driving. I said, Hey, bro, bro, I'm passing the magazine up. I said, Nigga, <laughs> if you don't dad. do nothing else in your life, <laughs> give me these. And I never forget. I got them. And the nigga. So I get the Jordan 11s. My mom and them give me. They had a funeral that day. And you know your parents, like my mom and daddy, used to be like, man, shut. They, they just was like, man, shut up. They ain't give a fuck about these shoes. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it mattered. But you killing a nigga for these? <laughs> they put my sister, who didn't give a shit, my older sister, in charge of getting me the shoes. <laughs> so I wake up that morning and I'm telling them like, you cannot fuck around with me today, bro. I got. So my mama give me the money for the shoes. They can't take me. They got a funeral to go to. I remember all of this shit, bro. <laughs> my sister, Jake ass, was like, all right. So we go to the mall. My sister, somehow- What mall y'all was at? Northland? Uh, it was two of them. I think we was at Northland. I think we went to Fairland. Something happened where I had no, I had like a class to go to. And my mama was like, you could get the shoes, but you ain't missing a class. Yeah, yeah. You got to pick one. So I was like, she was like, you're going to the class. To get the shoes, you got to go to the class. Yeah. So I had to get the money to my sister. So I'm, there's no cell phones. Yeah. There's no texting, bro. I am on fire. Yeah. She got a nigga with her. They like friends, one of her partners or something. They yeah. all, they, cause they're 23, 24 at the time going yeah. to the mall. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about your sixth grade little brother talking yeah. about some fucking shoes. Yeah. So the Nick, this is what happened. Now, my, this is a grown man at this time. They caught, they, I'm like, I asked my sister, I'm like, so did you get the shoes? She like, yeah, we got them, but Rodney sold them. What? <laughs> Listen, bro. Yeah. Listen, bro. Remember, I told, remember, remember, remember I told you I will kill a nigga. So she's telling me that my man, this her boy, right? They fucking with me though. Yeah. So, but she, my sister, like dead ass, because they already don't care. Yeah. So I know this is shit. This, this could happen. Yeah. Because they ain't into no shoes. So she like nigga. She telling me on the phone. She like nigga. Somebody offered him an extra hundred dollars for them fucking shoes. Fuck you. We yeah. we sold them. Yeah. You can have his money. Yeah. I said, dog, I swear to God, if you sold my shoes, I will spray this bitch up. Yeah. I don't care. They finally gave me my shoes. I never get out. I wore them to school in this bitch name. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. This young lady named Stacy. Yeah. Stacy Palmer. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah. You couldn't tell me shit when I put these shoes on. I remember being in the class. I was in Miss Dick's class, sixth grade. Shout out to Ludington. I got my foot on the aisle. I make sure my foot is out like this son of a bitch because the yeah. nigga you gotta know. Yeah. That's a journey. It's a story. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Y'all better know who yeah. got these bitches. Patent, patent leather. Yeah. Because this is, we never seen this on the shoe before. This is, this is groundbreaking. <laughs> this is, it is groundbreaking. Though, I feel yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's so normal now that to think but, about but the, I, yeah. But I think these stories are important because so many times people what don't What's Stacey Palmer do to you though? Oh, so look. So I got the <laughs> shoe out with her Janky ass. So, cause nigga, I'm flexing. This is me flexing in the sixth grade. I have on the new Michael Jordan 11s. Y'all never seen no shit like this before. It's patent leather on these gym shoes, nigga. Yeah. There's a clear sole. See, y'all might listen to this right now. Y'all be like, what's the. What's we the never seen no yeah. shit like this before. Yeah. This was all building. This all played into Michael Jordan being superhuman. He's a superhuman player. Now, look, there's this super crazy ass shoe that y'all never seen before. That you can actually dress up and wear it in a tux. Wearing a tux, yeah. nigga. You ain't never seen no shit like this before. And, you know, back then. It was, you know, you a kid. This is, nigga, you don't care what you got on. Them shoes, though. Them bitches in. I got my foot out in the aisle because everybody in the class got to know. 
You got to know I got these on. And Stacy, she's such a hater. <laughs> something happened. I said something. And she was like, Da-da-da-da. and don't nobody even care with your ugly shoes on. But this was, but see, I don't know at the sixth grade, this is really confused admiration. What she really <laughs> did was let me know that nigga, she you gave a fuck fucking, about that. You fucking us up right now. And I wish I would have, you know, I'm in the sixth grade. I wish I would have had the, the mentality to really appreciate that. What you do to Stacey Dunk? I definitely was like, uh, you a hating ass bitch. And you know I'm, I said something. I know I called her a bitch because I remember getting put out. Because I. <laughs> Cause she know, cause she said I step on the motherfuckers, and I said, "Bitch, I wish you." <laughs> I for sure said, "Bitch, I wish yeah. you would," and I kept my shoe out like that. And first of all, I was very, uh, I got my respect. I got my respect. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And then I followed it up, and you know, it's those things you follow them up. Then the pennies came out, yeah. And then it was about having. I remember I got the black pennies. And I remember the first day I rocked them to school. And you know, you remember that feeling. Yeah. When you walked into school with them, when them bitches was let, you know, you stood at the locker a little longer. You stood up a couple more times. Niggas had to know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got these bitches. Yeah. And it's just, you know, not to be, uh, I think it's okay. It's not, a, I mean, we were kids. Yeah, right. And those right, were yeah. the things that Made mattered to us at as the time. Kids. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I think it's, it's okay. Um, I think, you know, especially when we see the progression of sneaker culture. Yeah, that's and it. And how it is turned into, you know, again, for female. a lot of us, yeah. you know, it's not just about the shoe, it's the time. You know, I can remember that girl's name. Right, right. You know what I'm I wouldn't know her from a can of paint, but I remember Stacey Palmer talking about them shoes. You know what, bro? Uh, so that's crazy because Analytics, she is actually one of our top listeners. So she go, here it is. So I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Love you, Stacey. <laughs> So I know I know it was love, baby. I knew it was love. We ain't know no better. Holla at me. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk yep. about you actually growing up. You say you grew up in Motown's backyard. Like, did you really grow up around the corner from the Motown Museum? Is that what that meant? Like, uh, I took I, that two ways. So, so I think the writer. Uh, shout out to uh, the writer of the bio. Um, I think he he put that together just because. So I started out six fifty East Kirby Saint Antoine. Um, is where I started growing up at. Right. I used to go to Go Lightly, and you used to go where? Go Lightly. I ain't go. Like- that's a elementary. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and it's right there on the it's like border it's, it's technically the east side, but it's like what is that? Downtown. Girls Point? Oh do- yeah, I know yeah, what you're talking like about. Right I used to work downtown. It's right like there. right around the corner from the juvenile center, right there off uh, Mac. East Forest. Right, right, yeah. 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 So um, you know, starting out growing up there and then moving to the west side, my grandparents always stayed on seven miles, seven mile Glastonbury. Like, you know, when a motherfucker say, like, where you from? Yeah. I always say seven mile because that is the most stable housing right? housing that I've ever experienced in my life. It was there before I was born, right? I spent all my childhood on Glastonbury when my pops was locked up. My mom was a single mother working on seven mile, trying to start her own business, yeah. have her own shop. My grandmother picked. I went to every school on seven miles, starting at seven mile last year. It was a kindergarten Um Michigan Institute of Child Development. Yeah. They were right across the street from one another. Yeah. Now, is that your mom, dad, or your dad? My mom's mom. Okay. okay. And so, you know, I mean, yeah. you know how that shit go. Like, yo, you got your dad's side of the right. family. And I said that because you said when your dad went to yeah, uh, exactly. locked up. So I didn't know if she was taking you over his mom's house yeah, right. or what. You know it what is, I mean? uh, And you know how that shit be, man. Like, you, you have your dad's side of the family and your mom's side of the family. Because of that experience, there was a strong 
time of my life where it was just me and my mama yeah, and yeah. my grandma. Yeah. So this is this is it's all home I know. base. Yeah, this home right. Base. Literally every day I go to school, Michigan yeah. Institute. When I'm, you know, then I end up going to the school right across the street from it. Yeah. I even went to the preschool that was right there on Seven Miles. Literally like three schools, yeah. all right there. I went to all of them, and then I end up going to Ludington. Yeah. Right. To for middle school. Yeah. Now is that house still in y'all family? Yep. Okay. Cool. No, no, yeah. I, I sold it. So I was the last one to live in it. Yeah. Uh God rest his soul, my grandmother. I ended up buying a house, lived in it with my family. Yeah. And I sold it within like the last uh it's probably been like seven years now. Now what what, now well, what, what made, made you, you decide sell to sell it? Um just at the time it was uh it was it was the best decision. Um as far as just the family. I didn't really at the time it wasn't so much the house. I just was saying that Everything about my whole life has always been centered around Seven Mile from the time I can remember. Yeah. So whether it was growing up on grass, Glass and Berry, always being with my grandmother, right. whether it was going to school, whether it was going to Ludington, whether it was my mother owning a salon on Seven Mile in Southfield right there at the corner for over 30 years. Well, okay, what, when you turn right across from Strictly's? Exactly. Yeah. I used to work at Strictly's. Yeah. Oh, so you probably know Rob. You know Rob, uh, RJ, I ain't going to say his name on air, but he, Rob, Ty I, worked here. No, I de- so it's so crazy. So literally, when I tell you I grew up here, yeah. I grew up here. So I remember when Ty was literally just working in Strictly. So you got to know Rob. Rob is my nigga. Ty my nigga too. Me and Ty like family. Rob is like family too. But they're my niggas. And yeah. they, they just always talked about Strictly's and shit. Man, that's, a, that's a different world. It's a, yeah, that's he, a different world. If you, if you were blessed enough, fortunate enough to one, even go in there, you felt it. But for people who, if you ever hear stories about working in Strictly's and you had the, the opportunity to work on the guy with the soul, uh, Mama. Mama or yeah. Dorothy Hamlin, it's it's something. It's just one of those things. Like you, you see how I said it. Like I worked there because I heard all the stories. If you, you were lucky enough, to, I, I, I can't. Anything that you heard, it was like that didn't happen. Yeah, I'm telling you, it, it happened. It happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh something that stuck out to me. You said your sister was 24 and you were in the sixth grade. So how many yeah. siblings do you have? So all together it was six of us by my father. Yeah. So me, so the, the strongest. Well, I guess at the my sister is four. This, my oldest sister is fourteen years older than me. Yeah. Right. My youngest sister, I'm eight years older than her. Okay. I got a brother that's eight months younger than me. Yeah. And I had a little brother that got killed. Okay. And uh, I got another sister. So all together was six of us. Um, my father, just the way my mother was, she embraced all my dad's kids, regardless of how that came about and whatever relationship before or after was, type of shit, all that kind of shit. It, my mother always made sure. You know, my siblings, we had, so there were times where all of us was in the house. Yeah, now, are you your mother's only child? No, me and my sister. Okay, so your oldest sister or your youngest me sister? Me and my youngest sister. Okay. So it's, it was Dorica and Ebony. Yeah. Those are my two oldest sisters. They were first. I'm the first boy. I'm the third. Yeah. I'm the first one by my mama. Yeah. Then right after me, there's my brother yeah. who's staying the shy. Yeah. He got a different mother. And then there was my youngest sister. And then after my youngest sister was my baby brother who got killed. Okay. And that's... It was all six of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, growing up with like uh, the, your siblings, That's a wide like, range of yeah, siblings. the age like, range. The age is crazy. Range. Yeah, my daddy was on all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> was he or was he doing it right? Saying he want to make sure that he got kids in every age range, so you can see what life has to offer. We only look at the positive, my nigga. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? We only look at the positive because who was gonna go get you them Jordans if you ain't had that older sister, bro? Like straight up, that's a critical <laughs> point in your life. 
I mean, it ain't about me. I don't give a fuck about it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, said, though, yeah. like, yeah, that, that, yeah. you needed that old ass sister to go get, not saying she go like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I like to hear my mother's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can tell you plenty of day. It didn't yeah. sound like that was a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. Now you say your mother and father. Uh, uh, what, what was their influence on the music when it came to you? So my dad, anybody who knows me uh, in my family, I don't say anybody who knows me, but anybody who's been close to me growing up, know my father is a. Um, what do you call him? Like we call him stands. Yeah, he's yeah. a fanatic, a temptation. Well, fanatic. well, that's what a fan is. It's really a fanatic, yeah. short for fanatic. So, and that, and I didn't realize it growing up. You know, I'm able to assess it now. Like, damn, this nigga really loved the temptation. My <laughs> sister has this had the same kind of uh, energy. She that he passed that down to her in the form of Prince. Yeah. So my older sister, that's how she that's how she feel about Prince. I mean, yeah. like, it's not just fandom. It's like. I don't think it's it's beyond it's ridiculous <laughs> shit. Like yeah. the the shit. Give us give an example. Okay, so, 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 so has she been to Paisley Park since Prince died? Yes, See. bro. My sister organized. My sister organized. What is the, what do they used to call them? Flash mobs. Yeah. yeah. My sister organized like the largest Prince flash uh, flash mob there ever was. <laughs> That's not a lie. Yeah. I swear to God on that. That's yeah. not. I'm not joking about yeah, that. We believe you. Like, yeah, my yeah, yeah. my sister made her way. She made it a life goal of hers. She like literally ran the uh, Prince fan club. Like she was like a president of it. Yeah, it's the ridic- <laughs> like I never heard of no like that. That's I'm not joking about none of this shit. Yeah. If that shit was around for my dad to do, he would have did the shit for the tip. <laughs> he really like you know how nigga. That's like his. Life fascination. He yeah. wanted to be a temptation. Let's just keep Could it. Could he sing and shit though? No. Okay. Yeah, okay. But he wanted to. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny because again, now that I'm older and I'm an adult, I look at certain things and I reflect on them. And just be yourself around your kids because you never know how that shit gonna linger with them. Yeah. So my dad, it's funny as fuck now. Yeah. My, dad, I wish I would like. I wish I'd be like, man, what the fuck? If we could have had like. Cell phones that do the yeah. shit that these cell phones do. Yeah. I just look back and I'll be like, bro, if I could have caught my daddy doing that new <laughs> shit, oh, I, I would be rich. Yeah. I have viral shit going. Bro, my dad used to literally sing like a crooner in the house. I mean, literally, me and my dad, he tried to teach me how to, this nigga cannot sing. Yeah. He tried to teach me how to sing one day in the kitchen, like literally wouldn't let me leave the kitchen. <laughs> we did a show one time. My mother was a, is a hairdresser. You know, retired 30 years. She was one of those original women who, like, had the shop, you know, banging. Before that shit was, we talking, like, through the 90s. Yeah. Right? All that kind of shit. And so they, that was back when they used to do hair shows yeah. real heavy. Detroit hair show. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. big, you know, at the Rooster Tail, you know, yeah. all that kind of Cobo shit. Hall, all type of shit. So my mom throws a hair show once, and part of the hair show is, a part of the hair show is... um my dad, my brother, me, two of my cousins, and it was a, a it was my dad used to try to like kind of work with like singing groups. Uh, Keith Washington is a close family friend. He's like my godfather, and we uh, you know we used to just use that relationship. And my dad really always wanted to sing, so we set up. <laughs> we was the fucking sensations, not the temptations. <laughs> 
the shit. I can't believe I went for this shit. Like I was like, yeah, let's, yeah, all right, because he made me. Yeah, the nigga. We, hey, this shit is so on video. This shit is on video. You so good, you had to believe in it, nigga. We were in the. No, I swear on my children. This nigga called rehearsals. We were in my basement. Reha- Bro, I can do the temptation routine for you right now to my girl. Yeah. I can do the routine like I know it. Yeah. There's no reason I should know that routine and I know it. Yeah. We had to fucking do it. We did it on stage. It's video. It's now VHS. imagine if you had 10 fans like that right now. The way your dad felt about the temptations, Man. the way your sister feel about Prince. That's what you got to do. That's what you need. That's what you need. Yeah, that's what you need. So, I mean, just to go to the original question, at the time, like there's a running joke in my family that you have to go through your rite of passage with my father, which is you have to sit with him for an undisclosed amount of time and he has to review old temptation footage with you. You have to sit with him every last child that he has and now grandchildren. (laughs) He has VHS tapes. It's so funny now because of what like the wake of YouTube and all that kind of shit. He's like to this day fascinated. He'll call me, he'll text me and be like, I found this new clip of the Temptations. And we be fucking with him because he has this thing where he'd be like, he used to like go try to find videos, VHSs. And he would go into stores and he was, this was his line. Do you have any unreleased footage of the Temptations? And to see people's faces, <laughs> bro, I, to see niggas, bro, to see the people's face, he was dead. He, he, right, he did serious, serious. Yeah. And to see people's faces to be look, like, it'd be a nigga twenty three on the counter, like, what, what, who? <laughs> the Temptations. And he'd be like, like he would go, he would seek them out. He would be like, man, I found this store. It's like this old store. It's like on Telegraph and like fucking. Butt fuck or something. Yeah. He'd be like, I'm gonna go see him. Cause they might have like an old CD never before released. Like he used to get a thrill. Like it would be like an event. Yeah. If he found a video that had any footage of the temptations, he would like set it. He would be like, hey, I want y'all to come over or like, hey, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna and he would like analyze it. Like he play, like if you watch it, it's the most sickest shit you ever <laughs> seen in your life. Bro, the nigga be like, you see that? Like he knows. So one day. I won like $200 doing this shit. I'm talking to an older guy, and he was like talking about older music, and he was like, the, the, the Temptations, and I was like, I bet I know more about the Temptations than you do. Now, mind you, I'm like in the sixth grade saying this to a guy. Right, and he think, yeah, right. He's he like, there's no way. He don't you know, know that you've been a Temptations boot camp. And this, you know how when a nigga, when the nigga think he about to hit you with a zinger. Like, yeah. that's, like he like, I'm not even about to play with you, little nigga. I'm just going to get right to it. Nigga says... Now, mind you, this is before any movies. Yeah. We don't have a Temptations movie. We don't have a Temptations story. None of this shit is out. He says, what was Eddie Kendrick's nickname in the group? And I say, you mean Cornbread? <laughs> <laughs> that nigga, bro, when I tell you, that nigga face was like, what? Hey, nigga, my bro, daddy do listen, this shit. Nigga, listen, what? He had no, I said, bro, you, this wasn't even fair. This is yeah. a hustle. This wasn't even fair. Yeah. Bro, when I hit that nigga with that, and that nigga had to give me it, because you know, I'm you know, because I'm still me. Yeah. I'm a West Side nigga, bro. I need my cheese. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about none of that. West my, Side seven, my I nigga. need that shit. That summed it up pretty pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I need my cheese, bro. Yeah. Like, it's not a joke. You yeah. said that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then that nigga wanted to do some more shit. Double or nothing, da 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 da. Who was originally the uh who no, he said. Who was the choir? Like who the fuck? And who who in what, the sixth, sixth grade? Yeah. Who in the sixth grade knows who the choreographer was for the Temptations? Except me. Yeah. I said, oh nigga, that was Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Mind you, I knew all of this shit like it was second nature yeah. because I've been drilled on it. <laughs> 
since I've been, I can fucking remember. So who do you feel like that about? What's your favorite artist and what's your favorite project from that artist? Um, my favorite group of all time is Bone Thugs and Harmony. They're okay. the most influential. I want. I mean, I'm not. I don't get into the who's the best necessarily. No, no, no. I'm just saying your favorite. My favorite. My per like who I felt like that. If I didn't get like how my dad was, <laughs> right, and I didn't get like how my sister was. But if there was a group, I remember me and my brother. Like we went as far as like we bought Ouija boards. You know what I'm saying? Like nigga, Mo, we murder, really Mo, tried murder, that. Mo, we really tried that shit. Right now, I let was, me ask you this. Right, Bone Thugs and Harmony, your favorite. Do you got the red tape? Bone Enterprise. No, Mia does because okay. it's the my, my, one of my best friends. Shout out to Mia Ray, Glamaholic. The one of the only people who I knew who fucked with Bone before just you. as much or uh. as heavy as I did. She, do, I don't personally have she, it. You, but you seen it though? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah niggas yeah, yeah. hit to that. Now you know where they got that idea for the red tape from, right? Uh, wasn't it the purple tape with a uh, Ghostface? No, we got yeah, Boomer yeah, Works from hell. We gonna give him the real credit. Okay. I don't. I've okay. never even seen a purple tape to be honest with you. So. Okay. You know, that's just real. That's just that's just how I feel about it. I've never that's seen right. a purple tape. I seen a real I one, I seen guess. a blue one. It was just a guess. No, no, I no. I'm know. just saying though, yeah. But I know where the niggas who got the purple tape got it from. Okay. <laughs> you All know right. what I'm saying? Yes, so why make you feel that way about Bone though? What was it that you heard about them? I think uh I just remember sitting up, man. I remember watching the box. Shout out to the box, channel forty one, music television, you control. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, this nigga's memory, dog, is exceptional. It was so crazy because I have a terrible memory. But the shit like that, that's, yeah. that's in me, yeah. man, it's in me. I, remember, I I can see the box right now. I can see the the little the electricity okay. on the little box and shit. So do you remember one of the biggest videos on the box actually came from a group from Inkster called like Inktown Ink Posse. Posse. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. once you said the box, oh, yeah, the Inktown Posse, one of the absolutely. biggest. Everybody <laughs> everywhere ordered that video. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. I used to get in trouble. I remember, <laughs> man, this nigga Johnny, I remember when, uh, so I always laugh and say, y'all, like, niggas talk about, like, tip drill being, like, like the naughty yeah, little yeah. video. That, and I'd be like, shit, nigga, sir, mix a lot. Put them on the glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right that, hey, yeah. Because I remember, time, I remember I, seeing that shit in me and like, what's the number on that? <laughs> we ordering that motherfucker uh, back to back. And remember, when you order videos, there was no way to tell when they go play it. Your dumb ass thinking when you sit, that's mine. That was my order. Nigga, yeah. I put that bitch on there. It's like you don't doing, know how many hundreds of niggas. It's like doing the jukebox that. in the bar, right? Yeah. Like, nigga, you know when you put the song on, but that's just again, just referencing. You know, these these are the times I love talking about this because it even reminds me like I can't speak for nobody else, especially the newer, younger guys. But this is where this is where my love for, for the music yeah, and rap. Know. These are the things that I remember. These yeah. are the times and the moments I was falling in love with it, right? Just okay, sitting at now home. Tell me this, right? Not to cut you off. The first time you heard uh thuggish ruggish bump. <laughs> I was just about to get. What's so crazy is you didn't even ask me that question. I was still dealing with the. Hey, what is it about Bone? And I was gonna tell you the first time I heard that shit. Yeah, the, me and my brother sitting in the basement. Now, which brother? Which brother? Little my, bro? my, my brother. So, but all both of my little brothers. But oh, my yeah. little brother was like really little. I, he was like two when I was like in the tenth grade. Oh, so we okay. was like. I'm talking about my brother. That's basically my age. Yeah. Because we spent all the holidays and summers together. So at one point, I kind of grew up only child, and then like. And bro, you talking to some niggas, dog. We got twin sisters that's eight months older than us. We know exactly what you Yeah, mean. yeah. So it's like one minute, one minute I'm in the house, there's nobody there. Next minute, it's like eight of us. Yeah. Cause, you know, holidays and all that kind of shit. So me and my brother sitting in the basement, watching a box, channel 41, music television, you control. Yeah. <laughs> and the fucking, you know how you're not paying attention. 
But what I remember, what was so lit about Bone Thugs and Harmony, the first thing was the thug part. Because at this time, nobody's talking about thugs. Thugging, yeah. Everything, like, so Crazy had a, a, a line in one of his songs. He'd be like, uh, niggas was talking, uh, uh, wasn't nobody talking about thugs. Niggas was gangsters. So at this time, nobody talked about being a thug. Right. Not Tupac, nobody. Not, yeah, yeah. Everything was about being gangster. So here come these niggas talking about thugging. Everybody being flashy. These niggas got on flannels. Flannel. Looking like. They get oh, on that type of time. Yeah. So I remember, you know, everybody know the, the quote, right? The the little, the, the we're sample. Not against we're not rap. against rap. We're not against rap, bro. And when that motherfucking, I never heard no shit like that before. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm just keeping it a buck for me. I wasn't, because you got to remember the age, right? So, of course. That was DJ Unique, right? Older yeah, cousins yeah. and shit that are, you know, be like, oh, that such and such had. But, nigga, I never heard no shit like that <laughs> right, before. Right, 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 right. Right? And to see that shit, because what was crazy, what I remember now was, what I thought was so cool about Bone was, them niggas look like the niggas that I saw every day. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't nothing glamorous. They, they, them they, niggas they, was on that. Yeah, so, yeah. when I, you know, and so then, and then so there was the... But man, when them motherfuckers when that and that girl get to singing, hits the daggers. That's Tasha. That's Tasha. I wonder what happened to Tasha. Tasha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, some niggas from Cleveland. Some nigga, uh, a nigga from Cleveland told my homeboy when she sung that Cleveland part, niggas cried because they never even thought about like that was the first time that motherfuckers just from to Cleveland. see that blend, like to hear that tone, right? So from a sonic standpoint, just to hear that singing tone, right, on that kind of beat. I had never seen that blended before. Fun fact about Bone: Can you Bone is the only group that got a song with uh, Biggie and Tupac. Biggie, Tupac, Master Big Pun. Uh, no, no, the, no, all the niggas died. who died. Yeah. All the niggas who died. Biggie, Pac, Pun. It was somebody else. They got they got songs with all of them. You know, easy. Master P, easy, easy. easy. Master P is only the actually the only nigga living. Yeah, who, who did, did a song yeah. with them? Yeah, yeah, everybody else. And yeah. that 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 they abused the, the word nigga. Oh, that, that song with Master P. The nigga, hook nigga, is nigga, 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 P and bone. Nigga, 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 P and bone. They abuse it. Yeah, so, nigga. but uh, but you oh, right. Biggie, Biggie, yeah, 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 Biggie. bone and Biggie, yeah, yeah, bone yeah, Biggie. Man, yeah. yeah. So just uh, and I always like just for you know when you ask me like why is they my favorite? I think it was the timing. It was coming. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like they came them, in at the perfect time. Meeting though. them niggas yeah. at the at that time, I hadn't you know. Just I never heard no shit like, and them niggas really, you know, I know Drake and a lot of other rappers get a lot of credit for, you know, implementing singing, but I just feel like. But Bone, anybody giving them that credit don't even know Bone exists as a group. They know Crazy Bone, they know Busy Bone, they might know Lazy. Bone was the first niggas who really success, and there were other, I mean, you know, Drake and others like that. I mean, granted, you know, no credit taken away. Drake is one of my favorite rappers ever, and there's no. I just think that what he gets credited for in terms of, you know, uh, fusing, you know, singing, it was so many examples of that. Maybe not to the extent that Drake done, done it, but I mean. I mean, but they was bone thugs and harmony. So, but like, they, 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 they I mean, emphasize the harmony, though. But that harmony shit was yeah. real. Like, they used to really, 
singing. This is no auto tune. This ain't yeah, none of that yeah. shit. There's no plugins. Them niggas was really singing. Those crooners when they was boom, boom, boom. Ouija, yeah, they actually me, were like boom, my, my. the Temptations shit. singing right. outside in front of the fucking. Uh, hey man, you know what I think about all the time, man. Like, and this is really like fuck with me all the time. That like Easy E didn't even get to hear they best work that was released on Ruthless Records because he died. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know if that's legend. I didn't get that from the movie. I actually heard that he never heard the full project. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? In his entirety. Because I always think about that. And I always think about that Big never heard Life After Death, how we heard it. He recorded it, mm. but he never heard it synced up and what went where. Because mm. he he rapped. He just riding around making sure the songs go. But he never heard it in his entirety. The way we heard because it. Because after he died, Puff went back and and and. and Took shit out, cleaned shit up. Uh, that part. Hey, who y'all talking right, to? That ain't that, even from that session. That ain't even from that session. That's when they was about to do the song with Jay-Z. And Puff was like one of the first niggas with Pro Tools. So he was like, damn, we need all that talking and story to tell because he's telling the story. Mm-hmm. And when he say, who y'all talking to? It's because Jay-Z just walked in the studio and he seen niggas talking to somebody but couldn't see who. So to think that like Easy e never heard like the biggest record released on his record label in his entirety, like that's that's fucking crazy, bro. Well, we know man. he ain't here at Crossroads, so. right? That's yeah, what I'm that's saying. What I'm like saying. that's like, fucking yeah. crazy, man. That shit dominated, <laughs> right? Motherfucking right. Uh, that shit. Listen, man, yeah. that shit took the. That, that's why I always say, man, like when it come to this music shit, dog, can't nobody fuck with the Midwest. You feel what I'm saying? Can't nobody fuck with with when when niggas counted everybody out, bro. The Midwest has always went diamond. You feel what I'm saying? Eminem. Bone, you feel what I'm saying? When when niggas wasn't fucking with Detroit rap, the Dayton family, uh, MC Breed, you feel what I'm saying? Jake the Flake, these motherfuckers kept the rap game moving, but we wasn't getting that love because the Dayton family was on the same record label as Capone Noriega at one point. Mm -hmm. But who 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 got to look bigger, Capone Noriega? But hands down, bro, ain't nobody in Capone Noriega fucking with nobody in the Dayton family. If we put Nori up against Bootleg Bar for Bar, Bootleg will kill that nigga. You feel what I'm saying? And that ain't saying Nori can't rap. That's just saying, dog, you can't fuck with the Midwest. You yeah. take any five-man group, four-man group, and put them up against Bone. Y'all can't fuck with us. And when I say that, I'm not talking about 3-6 Mafia because 3-6 Mafia is more of a collective than a, a group. group. They yeah. hypnotize minds. I'm yeah. talking about we go say that this the group. And we go take five niggas because I always still count Flesh and Bone because he too. had influence on that album. Gotta he just went flesh. to jail and shit, right? So any five man group, put them up. Y'all can't fuck with it because they changed the game and niggas don't change the game. Some niggas just get in the game at the right time. You feel what I'm saying? But they changed the game literally till today. When you mention a Drake, we old enough to say he has to like Bone. Sure. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, and it, the, but the majority of his fans have no clue what thuggish, ruggish bone is. Like, yeah, and that's, and I think like that's, you know, that's um that's something that's we're all navigating. It's all new to us in the sense that we are still in real time. We are literally every day living with the growth of rap music. It's the baby of all the music genres. And as far as it's come, it's still the youngest. So we're still seeing certain levels of maturation that 
you know, none of us have experienced, right? We right. just celebrated Jay-Z's 51st birthday. I didn't celebrate that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know what yeah, I'm saying? I, I mean, know what you're saying. We just acknowledged <laughs> it, and this is, you know, by, held as many as the 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 goat of the culture, the goat but, of but the- But you know why I can't agree with that, though? Because everybody propped Jay-Z up for shit Master P did, though, bro. Like, I'm a TRU fan. I'm Master P all the way, but everything, everything that Rock Nation is today- Master P did that way back when, and nobody gave him the props for it. Everything that they say, like, okay, Master P is the only nigga for sure that the world knows. Master P can rap. This is what I'm about to say. This is what I'm about to say. Master P is for sure the only nigga the world knows that lived every nigga in the world's dream. I've sold dope, I played ball, and I made millions of money off records, bro. That's an incredible feat. I'm just saying, can Master P rap? Well, well, you said the GOAT, but so to be the greatest of all time, we don't think, if Jay-Z just rapped, we wouldn't say he was, people wouldn't say he was the GOAT. It's everything that they they did, right? So we can speak about Rockefeller, which was a partnership. So we can't really say they was independent, but we can say No Limit was independent because they had a distribution deal. And in order to have a distribution deal at that time is you have to put the money up and they go distribute, right? And then hold on, because then a nigga say Streets is watching. But Streets is watching came after I'm about it. Right, so when we and say I that, I never heard Master P say this about Jay Z that Master P down south about it, about it, shit. That's what, what I'm saying. That's that, what Jay Z that, say so about the goats. We do like he he acknowledging that P a goat, but I'm just saying overall, like that's that, that just is is a good thing on Jay Z part that he can so, rap. So when you say, but Jay Z make club records that get the club that that get the club tore up. That shit that was going on in New Orleans, like, like, like it's, they, so I, and it's not taking nothing away from Jay Z. I'm just you know saying, like, I was just so. I mean, you know, I think we could debate that for, uh, uh, for till we blew in the face. I think for me, I was just more so citing the fact that what we're experiencing, whether you, you know, you liking more to, you know, Master P or you liking more to Jay Z or however, what we're witnessing though is, you're now about to see. We're entering. Our first senior citizen class. <laughs> That's people. real, though. Yeah, That's like, real like though. we've never seen this before. Well, no. uh, it depends on. Okay, this would be the the biggest class. No, no right. what, what I, so when I say class, I'm not talking about the artists. What I'm talking about is we're just entering into a point where grandsons can argue rap with their grandfathers the way my father could argue R&B with his father. Right, right. 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 They yeah, could argue. That. Yeah. Like I've my, never even thought about great that. Grandfather could would would. Could bring up Nat King Cole and older music groups. And we and old rap. enough to have, listen, so you saying about rap that we, okay, so we old enough to remember when Bone came and that was a big deal to us, but we could argue with a Drake fan about Bone. And, that and they, they could have heard it or they couldn't, but at least they got access. And that, has nev- that hasn't been the case. So we are still maturing in that, in that music. And sense of that's a great assessment, right, dog. Being able to, you know, we never heard rap articulated and critiqued from an elder standpoint because yeah. there never was elders who actually grew up on rap. Right. We're yeah. just entering into that. And you know what? That that's a lot of the problem too because us not like so we would be like mid range age wise, like sure. you thirty six, we thirty eight. But so. I look at it like my sister, right? That's why I was citing the point that Jay Z just turned fifty one, right? So here is. Uh, uh, whether you, we personally agree, he's a 
well-recognized, hailed goat of the culture. Whether right, or not right. we put a lot of no, people, no, I recognize that. A I'm lot just of people saying, see him as yeah. that, and that nigga's only fifty-one. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. But right? I, I, but I also look at it if as you see, argue R and B with somebody, just think about it. If somebody said, "Hey, let's have an R and B discussion," just think about how far somebody could, could go, go back, back and yeah. bring up R and B and how much shit. It's going to get on the table that and we you, gonna, heard. you can't argue with in terms of impact in the moment. You can argue with numbers, right? But how fair is it to really argue a Nat King Cole number conversation with a Chris you know, Brown? A Chris Brown. Right, I don't right. know because f- what I'm telling you is if you sit down and talk and understand the lingo from your great-grandmother – you're going to find that Nat King Cole was Chris Brown. Yeah, he was that impact. I don't know yeah. what Chris Brown would have done if he was born in the 1920s. <laughs> right, right, right. Just like right. you don't know what Nat King Cole would have done. Today. If he did, yeah. What that gift, right? When you give it resources and you give it outlet, right, and you give it certain things, YouTube and Instagram right, and but social and, media and like, and yeah, like So that. Chris Brown, 100 gazillion records sold today is really the equivalent to Nat King Cole. A hundred thousand because of the access to the, the the record. It was a big. It was the same type of big deal. It's just bigger to us because we seen like we seen everything happen. Like again, we old enough to we seen YouTube come. So you know what I'm saying. But then we also seen Soldier Boy come on YouTube. Soldier Boy is the reason any social media is popping right now because he popped it off. You know what I'm right. saying. And it's just so we have. I think one of the things that we sometimes we just have to be mindful of is that. And be grateful for is that what we have now is just, again, we're still blessed enough to still be living through the growth. Right. We're still living through the growth. We haven't capped it yet. Right. We're we're literally watching the music industry as we know it go through a transition in a way that it's putting people who once never had any opportunity. It's giving them the forefront. The formula to find a new artist right now is totally different than what it was 15 years ago. There is no formula. 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, five years ago. And the thing is, you're seeing the industry trying to figure its way through it. They're trying to catch up. They're trying to catch up. So let's talk about some music, though. Let's talk about why did you decide on recording uh, this your debut project, right, here and now? Yeah. Yeah. So when did you pick up the mic, and then when did you decide that it was time to uh, record an album? So I always rap. I mean, I've been rapping since I was a little kid. I've been rapping since literally since I was a little kid. Um, I s- some tricky dance moves up in there too, knowing the temptations. Man, don't play with me. Yeah. You know what I'm don't you play with me. You know that type of shit. I want to. That's some shit. Um, but yeah, I, so I've been rapping all my life, pretty yeah. much. Um, when it got to a point where I've been making attempts and and thinking of trying to be serious about it all my life. Um, I, I took some, what I thought was some big shots back in high school. Um, so give me an example of what you thought was a big shot that just didn't. So speaking of bone, yeah. I have a bone-like story. Yeah. I love telling stories because it should be really happening. Yeah. Right, right, really. Right. So I'm in high school. I'm in 11th grade. Me and my nigga Chuck, we got a rap group called, um, first we started out as TNT. Um, Truth and Tag, and then we grew up into the Blackhawks. And at the time, we're recording music, me, him, and my cousin in his basement right here on Finkel and Foss. We come up with this project. And you can't tell us, because we put our heart and soul into this shit, right? You can't tell us this ain't the dopest fucking shit y'all ever heard. Now, mind you, the kind of rap that we really liked and fuck with was like real lyrical shit, Capone and Noriega, you know what I'm saying, Nas, East Coast type of shit. That's what, you know, if you had to say like, you know, we could rap. Niggas knew we could rap. 
So we trying to take our shot. So long story short, you know, we uh, meet some people, and this is at the time where Def Jam South is being established or in a process of being established. So we know some people. We like fuck it. We about to take our shot. We we love Bone. We grew up on Bone. We about to do our Bone. We get on a bus. This 11th grade. I, I remember we had an 11th grade trip uh, that everybody was going on. All the hoes was going on. Everybody was going. And me and Chuck like, no, nah, fuck that nigga. We going to Atlanta. Yeah. We about to get. We about to. T- we about to shoot our shot, right? You know the story about Bone getting on the bus, yeah. going all the way out to L.A. Yeah. to meet up with Easy E, and the rest is history, right? But yeah. they did it on a women of prayer. We do. We figure we gonna do the same shit. We put all this work in. We build up this demo. We about to go down there. We about to let. Uh, we knew a homegirl of mine who went to Cash for a minute. Not for a minute. Graduated from Cash. Had just. She was a year ahead of us. She was down at Clark. She had a relationship with So So Deaf. My uncle was just one of them type of niggas. He knew some niggas down there too, and he knew one of the A and R's at uh, who was getting ready for Def do Def Jam uh, South. So. It's like, yeah, man, I can meet you. I can plug you with him. Now, mind you, we think our music is the best shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> we got our CD, but we ain't really got no money like that. So we on the bus, but we don't give a fuck. We believing in our dream. We going for it in 11th grade. We get on this bus, jump on the Greyhound. We going down to Atlanta. In the middle of this trip, we, I don't, man, we get into it with some hoes from Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> on the bus? <sighs> on the bus, man. They, they, they almost took our CD. It was about to be a whole problem. It, it was just like we went through so much shit. Like the bus stalled out. Um, we so this is shaping money. up to be a great That's story. Great. I mean, yeah, we yeah, like yeah, nigga. Yeah, look yeah. at all this. We like nigga. This has to happen. Look yeah. at all this shit we going through to get down here. We get down there. You know, uh, we almost we couldn't get to meeting at first with self so with uh, Def Jam. South, the nigga was spinning my uncle. My uncle was just like, well, shit, that's just how I go. We like, nigga, we just fucking came down. What the, the fuck you mean? That's just how I go. So I get the number. I impersonate my uncle on the phone because I'm like, I'm not quitting. I got it. We got to make this happen. Yeah. My uncle like, I ain't about to keep calling that nigga, man, shit. If he don't want to do it, fuck it. I'm like, no, nigga. So I keep calling. I get the nigga on the phone. I impersonate my uncle. The nigga thinks I'm my uncle. I get the meeting set up. I call my uncle back like, hey, the meeting is tomorrow. He like, what you mean? Man, don't worry about all that. I figured it out. So then my uncle like, damn, nigga, you. You really want it. He bigging me up. He called. He like, man, that nigga done came down here and finessed all this shit. Boom. We get the meeting. We did the so-so death thing. Kind of found out that wasn't shit. She was just getting fucked on by people at so-so death. They told her. They would help her friends out, right? That's all the fuck. The industry was. shit that your that mama worry about. But, but like, it was, yeah. you know, in hindsight, I'm grateful for these moments and lessons because we got them early on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we, and I never forget, we in Fuel at the time. This is uh, JD's club or the club he was frequenting all the time. We go to Fuel, we're at the club, and we're upstairs in the VIP shit, and we just waiting on our introduction. We sitting in the section. We ain't got the money to go crazy, but we in that bitch. And she just getting spent and spent. Because all it was was she knew the one nigga, and the nigga was, you know, fucking with her. And he had told her, you know, to do whatever. Like, yeah, I help him out, uh, whatever. And we get down there. Them niggas was like, man, fuck them niggas. Yeah. Them niggas did not speak to us the whole night. And it was a terrible it was a, it was a terrible situation. Niggas be crazy. So I'm like, all right, cool, boo. That didn't work out. We got the meeting with, with Dev Jam South. This is what we putting all our faith into. We get the meeting. The nigga comes in to the building. We sit down at a table. He like, man, 
all right, you know, y'all done got me up on the day. He was like, it's off day. I got a flight to catch later. But, you know, out of respect for the relationship, dude. So my uncle there, everything. We about to play. He got a CD player in the middle of the table. We play the, play the CD. The nigga goes, i never forget this shit. The nigga name was G. Garvin. When you walked through the office, you saw Ludacris had just dropped um Back for the first time? No, the other one. What? Chicken and beer. Okay. Whatever that was. That was on the wall. Yeah. That like you know we looking like damn we here like yeah, nigga, this, this that, it we this in, that. we in the gap so we the CD players right there so the nigga we put the CD and we like we sitting there Blackhawks nigga this it this is it boy we nigga we smoked and prayed for the meat like nigga this is gonna happen this is gonna be a great story we are gonna tell it on TV one one day like Bone Thugs tell their story nigga we up there because he's gonna hear this shit and say God damn y'all can rap. Bro, we played that shit this nigga says. He wouldn't even let now mine is probably like nine eight, nine songs on the on the CD. He goes, press play. He probably let the first song play for like 20 seconds. Yeah. Next. Next next song play. 10, 15 seconds. Next. He does that about four times. He said, All right, man. Now, mind you, I'm in my mind, I'm like, all right, this is what this is that moment in the in the movie where the nigga looks like he hates it and yeah, he's gonna say, it. This shit is incredible. Where do you y'all gonna sign today? I'm sitting looking. That nigga said, Yeah, bro, this ain't it. This <laughs> <laughs> but my, to this day, my cousin Brandon, shout out to Brandon, that nigga still be like, man, fuck that nigga. <laughs> But you know what what was whack about uh, on the other end of that because bro you don't know a hit record in twenty seconds like you don't like but that was what that but listen but that was what they was conditioning us to believe that was what they was conditioning us, or if I don't hear it in the first five seconds because my favorite guitar riff in fucking um, when doves cry is five minutes into the song sure <laughs> so the difference in that though the lesson that I learned right then so what the, what he said to us was he said. Y'all probably this is what he said. He said, Y'all probably can't rap. He was like, but nobody cares about that. He was like, if you don't believe in your shit enough to present it, this is what I took away. And I've taken this lesson to every avenue and phase and aspect of my life to this very moment. If you don't believe in your what you're doing enough to compete with who you consider to be the best at it, yeah. you're not serious enough. Right. What he was saying was, he said, Man, maybe that is a good song. It doesn't sound like it because the truth is we didn't pay for real studio time. It ain't mixed. We right? hadn't invested mastered. in it. We hadn't mixed and mastered it to the point of professionalism. What we had done is taken the best we could do and say, hey, consider what we don't have access to. And he was teaching us in that moment, that's not my job. Yeah. My job is not to consider what how good it could be if you had X, Y, and Z. Is he an A&R? Yes. That's exactly what his job is. You In real life. In real that's life. Exactly that's exactly what, what his job, job is as an A&R. Though. So for him, but in his mind was, we he was there off a favor. Yeah. So it ain't it like- It ain't we, the same. It ain't like he saw y'all exactly. like, oh, I we fuck with them. He, he hadn't didn't see y'all a right. yeah. We hadn't but, done the work. So his thing was, you got, member. he's, nigga, you got me up, right? You pulled the strings and you're not ready. Ready, right, right. That was just the, he was like, do you think that they, he said, he, I, I remember him asking me, who is your favorite rappers? And I think I told him like Nas at the time. He he asked me like, what did I think was some of the best shit out? Yeah. And I think I told him like Nas, and I think uh, it might have been Ludacris, somebody yeah, else. Yeah, I would have looked at that poster like Ludacris. And he <laughs> says, he says, do you think your shit can compete with that? And I said, no. He said, that's the problem. Right. That was the lesson right there. Right. He was like, 
if you know that, that your can't shit compete. can't compete, why are you bringing it? Because you're asking a person who's dealing with that level. You can't go try out for the Pistons and be like, well, everybody in my neighborhood say I'm good. We're not dealing with neighborhood goodness. Right. This is the NBA. I need the best in the world. And if you're going to come try out you in the, the NBA, best. you got to at least you think have, you're the best. You have to be, be mindful. Nigga, you're going to be playing across from or you trying out with you know, whoever is the best in the NBA. Right. Tracy McGrady and them at the time. Right? Yeah. So what I learned from that was – Nigga, you have to, you got to bring, and I knew. I was like, yeah, this shit good, and that's what we thought. We was like, well, nigga, it's good enough for what we got to work with. And he was saying, you have to be, nigga, you need to be good. This shit ain't mixed good enough. You you, you not bringing this shit to no corner store. Nigga, I'm an exec. Yeah, nigga, I'm in the gang. You You thinking that's it? And so I remember him playing me some new shit. It was like some ludicrous shit that, and you could just hear the sound. And he was like, yo, shit don't sound like that. That's what he was like. That's what I expect if you gonna if you need me to do something with it, because you got to remember, this is at a time where the industry is changing to the point where the industry wasn't working. Like you know, I hear you rap, and then you know, what I'm you saying all. you good. This was right at a time where like, what have you done? What are you doing? What have you produced already? Yeah. So that was our first lesson. That was my first lesson in understanding. And ever since then, I put that, and I think that was one of the things that helped me so long from even dropping some music because I knew I had to have that feeling. Yeah. Right. Yes. I had to have the feeling of when I play this record, when I play this music, am I being honest with myself and saying this shit can compete with what I think is some of the best out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you feel like that about here and now? Absolutely. And uh so let's talk about a couple tracks on there, you know what I'm saying, before we wrap this up. Now I listened to it a couple times. I smoked to it. I did I did my listening to it too. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Ritual. But I actually heard it. He'd been sent it to us. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Because we was actually supposed to come to one of your listening parties, but then something had happened. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yep, yep. So so we was familiar with the project more. He than sent it to us early because we the home of exclusives. Yeah, but but yeah, exclusive. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout but out to Jay Johnson. That's my nigga. That, yeah, yeah. Jay put all of this together. You know what I'm saying? So when you was hella late, we side-eyed him like, yo, man's late. Like, <laughs> he got the ultimate plug. But uh, talking shit, though. But uh, the, the so I smoked it over a couple times, and for sure the track that caught my ear the most is Type of Niggas. Yeah, yeah, Let's talk yeah. about that record. Who yeah. produced that? Um, what uh, is that, Elder Q? Yeah, Elder Q. Um, Elder Q uh, is, is, is the he, producer. Is he uh, Is he uh, an Arab? No. No. Elder okay. Q not. No. Is a, actually, I've never met Elder Q, so how, <laughs> I, how I do my production um, is I use a lot of the production sites, yeah. mm-hmm. and I kind of just scour for for uh, beats that just resonate with me. I kind of just tuck them and write to them, and you know when the opportunity presents itself, you know if I feel something dope, I put it together. And I like that kind of uh, situation. I mean, I'm open to work with whatever producer. My thing is. It just I just wanted to sound good. Yeah, so I, don't I, I feel re- like that too. I feel like it ain't the name because the yeah, name. Can I just make so bad I don't beats. get fixated on like who you know what I'm saying because the way this game works now, you can. It's not it's not like how it used to be where it was like you know, it's a hundred for reals. Yeah. yeah, you just have to find them. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying, and and it's about what you know what works for you. And I love the opportunity and the freedom of just being able to deal directly with the music. It's not about the relationship. I don't got to know them. I paid for the beat. I thought the beat was dope as fuck. This is what I was able to create too. So you don't even know where he's from? Uh, I mean, I you know, I've, I've, I got other tracks from Elder Q, but no, because that's not how, that's not you know how, how it was works. introduced to him. Yeah, yeah, it's not like uh, I meet the producer, 
I mean, some producers like work like that, but that's more so a older, uh, dated way of how a lot of producers and artists work today now. Right, a lot of producers like it's not like how when Jay Z's creating a black album and he calls on a certain list of producers and everybody's sending him beats. Yeah, right. Like some niggas do that, but now you can go on YouTube right now and look for any beat that you want. Right, right. You can go on a beat site and look. And I just I take advantage of that. Now, I do like you that. when you do that? Do you uh, do you buy all exclusives or like how? Because I know it'd it be like little things like yeah, that. Sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, if I really like it and I really if I have a plan for the record, I will. You know, do the exclusive. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really opposed to it. You don't really need the exclusive um, to get done what you want to get done. And again, I'm just aware of where I'm at as far as position-wise in the game. I, things will change as the notoriety grows, as my team, as we continue to work and the name begins to be more of a – it resonates more, different things will change. But right now, you know, we just in the trenches. So that's how we, that's how we get to it. That's just shit I don't really worry about. I remember a nigga saying to me like – well, nigga, if you just leased a beat, somebody else might have a beat. And I was like, well, may the best nigga win then. He can have the other beat. His song ain't going to fuck with mine. He right. can't. No matter what he do, he can't be me on the beat. So he can hear the beat. Actually, for- And then it's a mixtape style era anyway, so yeah. whoever got the- It's a thousand niggas on the beat. Exactly. But, yeah. Who cares about that? Like, it just give me- And I, I want it to be a lot. You know, when I do my music, my engagement, I'm just not a gimmick nigga. So my shit is just it's just about being a purist. Right. Right. I want my fan base to grow organically. I know the things that you can do. I know the cheat codes. I know you can buy fans and buy followers and you can pay to play, so to speak. I'm not really interested in that. God has been good to me to the extent of I don't know. Well, not, when you say pay to play, what you mean? I'm saying like you can do a lot of things that don't have anything to do with people liking your music. Yeah. But just yeah. people but getting the notoriety okay. as if people buy it. Because your when, music. when when so I said that because some people think when you say play to play, those are things that go along with promotion, right? So like we we come from an old school way of uh doing a rap and it's all about promotion. You know right. what I'm saying? So certain things you have to pay for. Like you right. know what so I'm that that is true. But what so we're now again, this is just a part of how the industry is shaping and reforming. That is true. There was even in the older days, there was pain to promote right, so you right. could get exposed to right. my music. So what I mean by that though is like so where you would normally like record pools really virtually don't exist. But you get in the record pool by paying. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I guess that would be more of a playlist thing, like right now. Exactly. Like, but there are playlists that are advertised or there are there there are playlists that are promoted as um, playlists that were created based on somebody's genuine love of music. Right. But right. the truth is, they they got their name up. Yeah, yeah. If you pay enough, you can be on this thing that's supposed to represent somebody's real love for music, somebody yeah. who you really admire. Or instead respect. of that person, you could pay them to distribute it to all the playlists instead of trying to act like. But that's what yeah. I was saying, clarifying pay to play because some people, some people yeah. feel like. I rap. I shouldn't pay for nothing. I shouldn't pay for a beat. The cameraman should do the no, video for free. That's ridiculous. And, and a lot, but when they hear pay to play, because that like some people think this shit is a magic trick, right? Yeah. And some people don't realize the day your record dropped, a million other artists dropped. So all like so you have to do things that set you apart. Quality being number one, talent being number one, but talent is subjective. And then quality, quality always outdo whatever the. The quality is always the X factor for me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Quality of balance to scales, but you literally have like so. Th this is what I'm saying. There used to be a time where 
if you found out somebody got a record deal, what that stated, what that represented was, oh, damn, this nigga's good enough he musically yeah. that somebody really fuck with him. Or right. like, oh, that shit is really good. He's getting a shot because people believe in him. Now, a nigga can literally pay to get a record deal. I could pay you. You the record label. You the independent record label or you the major record label. If I got a big enough bag, and some niggas have this bag big enough. Yeah. If I got a big enough bag, I'm going to just tell you, hey, listen, I'm going to give you $150,000. You're the record label, right? Because you ain't signing artists that much right now anyway. Because right. remember, the game is changing. Artists they ain't don't looking even for deals. Need to be signed. They don't need to be signed no more. So the sensations, every new sensation is what? Coming out of you got niggas like, um, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh What's the little a little Arabic little nigga looking little nigga name that be telling everybody go independent all the time? I ain't hip. Uh, you got the song with Kalani right now. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so you have all of this encouragement, right? These different platforms that are benefiting from people being independent artists. Yeah. Right? They're telling nigga can go to a label like Columbia and be like, look, here go. I got 150000 Don't ask me where I got it. But I got 150000 I'm going to get you this 150000 right? Just sign me. I'm going to pay for everything myself. I'm just, I need to pay you for all of your contacts and connections. Yeah. Because you know the nigga over at Tidal or you know the nigga over at for Spotify. The placement type of or shit, you yeah. know the nigga that's over at Hot V95. You know the nigga. You have those relationships. So instead of, Russ, that's what I'm talking about. So instead of people going through the grind and it growing organically like oh shit that nigga really dope i heard his shit let me put it in the rotation yeah, let me I put it on the playlist yeah. i really fuck with it it's like shit if you got enough money i'll put you on that uh feature 20 playlist or i'll feature you on this playlist and so but the thing that's balancing is everybody has a shot to be in it because everybody can do the shit themselves yeah right. so that's why you know and again you just have to know for me i'm really clear on where i'm at and yeah. where i want to be Right, you know and and I mean? and that artists that I fuck with from the jump, that's what I actually like to see. They progression, not just the sound of the music, but like where overall, overall, yeah. professionally, you feel what I'm saying. What is the fame doing to them? All of this shit make a difference Absolutely. to me. You feel what I'm saying? Because when I fuck with a nigga, and then I see like the fame is making this nigga, uh, projecting this nigga image and it's just something different from the music that I fuck with from them I kind of don't fuck with them no more you feel what I'm saying because yep. are you making music to touch people's soul and resonate with motherfuckers or are you making music to say oh, to your enemy on a, a Instagram live I'm doing it you can't do it because right. a lot of this shit is niggas like niggas and they just want to outdo the next nigga I ain't saying niggas homosexual but what I'm saying is they in love with their enemy so much that they just want to outdo them on a bigger level. Yeah, you understand of, what I'm it's saying? A of, it's a lot of posturing yeah. inside of music versus the music. Right. Actually yeah, yeah, it's a lot right. of bullshit. But you're, you're, you ain't got one of them projects, though, man. You got something on your hands right here, right? So another record that caught my uh, attention was I'm not sorry, a man. Drip. You had asked me. I don't mean to cut you off. No, I asked you a uh, type, type of nigga. That's How actually one of my favorite records. What's really dope about that record, after Elder Q, I mean, he produced it. I, 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 I caught that beat and I caught that vibe on it. Um, and it was it was one of those records where me and my engineer shout out to Red Karan. When you hear that hook, you know, gorillas, I mean, and with them type of niggas, we found kind of a tone in there on that hook. We right. found a tone, you know, unintentionally where we was like, okay, 
it's not singing, but we found a tone, a kind of a melodic. And that's catchy draw. too. I actually think that's the best song on the project. My nigga, I you appreciate that, and, yeah, I, and yeah, I get that, that from uh, a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, I, I think that that's. I, like, I, I actually think that it was too early. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's a solid project overall, right? But like to me. Cause it's a real project. It's not six songs. Sure. That, that that's for sure. How many songs is on there? Fourteen. Uh, Fourteen. Right. So I felt like like that type song should have bridged the, the middle. The, it, it, that should have been the bridge between the first. In the last song, I feel yeah. like that should have been seven since it's fourteen records, right? Absolutely. And, and I actually think you know what I'm saying that I w- if, if it was me because I always let the people pick the singles, and you just told me after I said that's my favorite song that a lot of people say that I would actually put my chips on that song. So the you thing was we. So it's it's crazy that you say that. Um, the one of the things with this project too is that we're learning. Yeah. Right. We didn't have we don't have a past project to say you know uh, th- this here and now is a measuring. It's our first. Measuring stick, yeah. right? To R, know R. You keep saying R. Who are who are we? We. So myself. Uh-huh. Um, shout out to Ken. That's uh my business partner, day to day manager. Shout out to Jay Johnson, a part of my team, especially on the uh, the the visual side and just day to day consultant. Really, shout out to Secret Garden. That's Ron Dance, Rose Spit, that whole management squad, La Familia. These are the team of people who are working with me, okay, okay. right, to help me, not just in like, hey, what should you do, but real input, right? This is why. And the thing was, we realized when I was like starting out really asking and seeking for this, the the help is that we didn't have a lot of shit to measure it by. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of shit to gauge it, which is why it was really important to drop this project so we can now have something. We can find out that, hey, people really like when you do that, when you do that tone that you did on type of niggas. And right. so we can go somewhere with that, right? People really respond to that because as an artist, You'll tell yourself, you know, I like all this shit. I all can of find, them shit's your favorite. Right. I can find something that's really great and distinctive about every song on there. And if I gave you the backdrop on it, I probably could make you like five or six new songs easily off the project just if I put it in context. The reality is you don't have that opportunity. You don't well, have- you actually do have that opportunity because, like, so... Um, if you notice that that's something people not doing, you actually have that opportunity to do it because you and it's a, it's a measuring stick, right? You say you you, you use it here and now as a measuring stick, right? So there's no wrong way to promote it. There's no pr- way to promote it. So for example, right? You said if you could go through these songs and give us the backstories on them, you could. I'm not saying that I only like one song. No, no, right? I got you. I got so you. I like six songs, right? It's 14, and you could give me backstories on the rest to make me like them. Figure out a way to give me backstories. So figure out, a, you know what I'm saying? Like so you, you have nothing to do. You, you, it's, it's a win-win situation. Absolutely. <laughs> and so that's that's what I really love about this project and this journey is that those are the things that we learn. And so even that concept that you just brought up is something that shout out to Jay Johnson. We sat down and we was like, hey, when we do these listening sessions that y'all didn't make it to, um, that's what I we take that, I take that's that. what we did. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. It all makes sense now. You we was late. To his listening <laughs> session, so he was, was late. Okay. That's West Side ah, shit. That's shit. That's You was hyped up to me before I was hyped up to you. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, my man in the coming yeah. nigga did it. But so no, in all seriousness though, I really love that you said that because what that says is it confirms that, you know, we on the right path of thinking. Yeah. So we did four we did like five. I think we did five listening sessions. Because y'all supposed to do one in Harlem too, right? Yeah. And yeah. It did, we did a video in Harlem. We just yeah. didn't end up doing the session there. Right. Okay. Um, that's why we did the multiple listening sessions. So we filmed every listening session. And in the listening sessions, I'm going through each record giving you what you just asked right, for, right, the exactly. backdrop. Yeah. And the reason why we did that is because we knew we had a solid project. When I let Jay Johnson hear it and he was like, dog, this good. I was like, 
I respected his opinion enough to know, like, okay, we got something. Right. Yeah. So the thing, the good thing. And then thing, we pass music, or not to cut you off, but we pass music all the time. Some shit we agree on, some shit we don't, but we always pass music. And when I called my brother, like, did you listen to it yet? Because I don't yeah. never want to give my opinion. Sure. In a so I'm like, did you listen to it yet? He like, no, give me a day or so. Okay. Yeah. We talked the next day or whatever, and I'm, he like, this shit is tight. Like, like, nigga, yeah. like this shit and, is and, tight. And, like, and so the thing saying? about that, what we're learning and what I'm learning is you got to, when it's quality, and it's funny because you were talking about quality early. Yeah. Quality don't have a time on it. It don't exactly. have a time range exactly. on it. So, and even I got, I have to remember this, and Jay gives me this all the time. He be like, bro, you got to let that here and now. You got to still let it breathe. Yeah. You, said, you know what I'm saying? It yeah, and that's what grown. we tell artists all the time. Hey, bro, don't abandon the, the project, the single, whatever, bro, because just because when I discover it, and when a motherfucker, another motherfucker discover it, could be a year from now. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? And you want a like I said, you want people to see the growth, right? But damn, man, if I just if you drop one in 2020, and I discover you in March of 2021, and you got five more projects, my That's nigga, too much like me. let me digest this shit. You feel me? Because artists, just because they can, artists just drop a lot of music. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn, dog, why don't they let the music grow? You feel what I'm saying? Just, so just think a, about I, this. I right? have a theory about that. I don't mean to cut you yeah, off, but ahead. I'm going to give you something that. to consider about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, so this shit, I like, you know, I'm a sports nigga, right? I could draw four different plays to score a touchdown. Yeah. And I could give you four different ways that that play is going to be made. And you'll be like, okay, that's a good play. I can't argue with the play. Yeah. Yes, there's another play to run, but I can't tell you that play not going to work. Right? Yeah. There are a lot of X factors. Because one of the reasons why we put that song, even though I knew it was a great song, and it'll, I'll tie all of this in. One of the reasons why we put it as a second song is because the approach that you're talking about or that y'all referencing when you say, let that breathe. The problem is the fan today. The everyday fan is not like y'all. The everyday fan is they move at the pace in which the artist. That's why artists drop like that because fans drop your shit that fast. And I think it really got something to do with the algorithm, the digital algorithm. And it, the, the more you get, the more I'm going to pop up. So say like take a uh, type of nigga, right? That's going to pop up after say a Jay-Z song. But if I got another song, that'll pop up after a ludicrous song. And then this song will pop up after a Mozzie song and motherfuckers hear you. It's just the way people consume shit nowadays. Exactly. Yeah, is yeah. Just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just not that type of consumer because I like the, like, I want to eat my steak. I just don't want to say I had steak that and so what you have to do, it, and, and this is why I tell niggas, this is why you need a team. Because you need people who can really digest the different plays and angles. Right? This is why when you look at a basketball team, there's even though there's a head coach, he got four or five other coaches that, that are just as good and probably just as capable to coach the team and coach the players because – one way ain't going to get it. But the most significant thing about having them other coaches is they sit at different parts of the bench to watch the game from different angles. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? And I think that's a lot of people don't understand that either. Sure. You feel what I'm saying? So yep. what niggas don't really realize about when it comes to this shit, you need niggas sitting on the bench with you that's on your team. But then you need me in the fifth row on the other side of the Absolutely. court I agree, to 100%. say, no, nah, dog, that's why we getting burnt on the left side. This nigga keep, yep. you feel what I'm saying? You can't and, see it because right, you're standing you, over there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think people underestimate that, bro. But yep. uh, before we get out of here, bro, uh, tell us, like, kind of get in the, because you got a remix to a song that's actually on the album. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And if, 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 if I'm not mistaken, 
was this for your like tie back to Seven Mile with the younger generation? Because I'm not oh. saying Little Blade from Seven Mile, but I'm saying Blade say he from Seven Mile. Yeah. He from the mile and you grew up on the mile. So yeah. was this your way to say, let me kind of bridge that gap? Because if you worked at Strictly's, Blade was in there a lot. Oh, oh, <laughs> you feel every, what I'm every, saying? Everybody was in there. Right. Yeah. So yes and no. Yeah. It was it was a way to reach back into the younger artists that are coming up in the area. Yeah. Um, to keep that relationship and to rec and to exemplify, to demonstrate that there's a, a genuine connection there, right? It's not just for clout, right? It's literally like I fuck with them. So particularly Lil Blade, I have a serious or well, a, a real relationship, right? It's like my little cousin. Yeah. Right. So we know each other through different family ties, but more importantly and most distinctively, my younger cousins, blood relatives, uh Lil Calvin, Lil Kenny, them is his best friends. Yeah. Shout out to Cam De Niro. All of them, you know, are tied into the La Familia imprint. And so just being around me, like literally being at my house, kicking it right, with his family. Us, yeah. His family. So I saw the opportunity um on a record, you know, just kind of talking to him, a record that he normally would have never been on. Right. Yeah. And that that was gonna be my like to have roast spit and then like the only other feature be like little blade like that's a wide exactly. variety now you know that was intentional yeah be, that was actually why so i look at the feature like a roast spit and i'm like the truth is if you know me both of those relationships really are genuine right. this is not like oh i'm trying to go for a gimmick i'm trying to show y'all this this is really me i'm you if you catch me you pull up jay done been over to the crib these niggas would just be over there yeah and on some regular regular time shit same thing with Ro. that's really me and i think what i was trying to do was demonstrate and really present me that's really me that's my balance i think that's one of my strengths that's one of my gifts is that i'm really just a balanced nigga like that yeah. like literally we could be having a conversation about politics and shit like that you know nigga be, be fucked up to find out some of my political views and at the same time i liable to be on some whole other shit some west side seven mile shit right and right right but and I, if you know me some niggas be pressing it and reaching and that's not really them. Like on a day in, day out basis. Yeah, like when you, you know, you'll be at work with a nigga and a nigga be, um, uh, and I tell niggas all the time, I never seen a street sign kill nobody. I never seen a street sign do none of that. Absolutely. It's you, my nigga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, uh, how can people, uh, contact you? Where's the project that it's a, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's everywhere, you know, as far as the major platforms, Spotify, Title. Shout out to Title. I'm growing more and more. I just I love title. I yeah, uh, title got way. some of the best exclusives. I, Man, I must and say, I just, and I just want to push people over there because what I found is that a lot of people are just not going over there for a lot of stupid ass reasons. Yeah, man, they like, like just dumb ass reasons. And I'm like, look, dog, I get it. Apple was just easy. It's already tied into most of the phone uses that we got. I get all of that, but it's fuck. I don't. I, I realize why I don't fuck with Apple Music because Apple Music destroyed the game because they were not connected to a record label or they had nothing to do with music and they just showed you how what technology would do you know what i'm saying like when itunes and all that first came out like that has nothing to do with music and it just overpowered music so when i say music i'm talking about executive side and all of that like that just over that just it, it you, you, yeah, fuck them, but uh, they part of that to be part of the devil. You feel what I'm saying? Like that, I feel you saying like they kind of took the music, the 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 genuineness out of it. Because if I'm a big ass corporation and I got like literally got more money than the, than the, the than the country we live in, I can get you over here. But is your passion gonna be the same? 
You feel yeah, what I'm saying? So, right, but that's what I'm saying. I'm also a person that don't believe everybody should be able to release music anytime they want. Like I don't like you feel what I'm that, saying. And that's that goes into what Apple Music did. Was hold on, man. What what type of shit is that? Like I feel like why feel, you feel I, like that? I feel like the shit some is of the shit be rushed. Yeah, but uh, no, no, no. The majority of the shit be rushed, yeah. and we will have better artists if they trust the artist growing process. But since the shit is so easy, I can make a song today, get DistroKid, upload it tomorrow, and it's out there, and it's just taking up space. When in actuality, all you had to do was wait two more weeks just to go get the record mix, just to go get that. And yeah, but I think, that's more of the artist. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it, like you got yeah, it's the gift yeah, yeah. and the curse. So it, yeah. it just as much great as it did. It gave a lot of, and I, so I think what all the streaming platforms, but we'll talk about just Apple in, in it by itself. What it did was, to me, it's a demonstration of like, be careful what you ask for. And you said something very poignant early on when you, and you said it in a different context. You said, you can't control once you get the power or you were, you were referencing, you were saying, you can't control how I hit you back. Right. Right. right? So remember before Apple, iTunes, what was the conversation? Right. All of the major heads, DMX was on uh, 106 in part. Right. Everybody was talking about how they was a slave to the label. Prince came out slave to the label. The conversation, the whole rally was get rid of the execs. Let the artists be independent. Let us be in control. But what we didn't factor in when everybody was screaming that is you show you on everybody to be able to. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's going to come with something. And that's what I let her. Okay. So we gonna step back. Not we gonna step back, but here goes an we, entity. We gonna step to YouTube, and we gonna step to Apple. We gonna, we gonna step, step to the technology company, and we gonna let okay, we gonna let everybody run it. Everybody have it. And so what I notice is, and I, I challenge, I challenge fans. I always, when I hear, not so much y'all, when I hear somebody say, you ever hear somebody say like, man, ain't no good music out here. And I yeah, always man. hit him and I say, bro, it's more good music out here than yeah, it's yeah, ever yeah. been in your yeah, life. And I think, yeah, because now you're discovering who you want. I only listen to who I want to listen to. It's not like you can't but force you, nothing but down But what throat. you have to do now as a fan is you got to do the work. Yeah. You have to go find the podcast. You got to go find the, the the Instagram page. You got to go find the playlist. You got to go find the artist. Hey, listen, bro. I hate to wrap this up, but I got to get my daughter a Slurpee because I told her. Oh, man, you got I'm late because there's some yeah, shit. Right, 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 right. But, but where they can find you at, though, bro? Man, just get at me on Instagram. Right now, I would say that's my just my most uh, uh, strongest platform that I'm present and, and, and accountable on. That's the one I'm at. Yeah. A lot D underscore R-I-C-K If you're looking for the music Everything I'll always link it there Right So if it's just You don't know what to do Just go to my Instagram My link tree is up yeah. there To every new music video All of my music is on uh, Apple Music It's on Spotify It's on Tidal D-Rick Here and Now is the project And I salute And I appreciate y'all man. Oh, for for sure. We appreciate you too How can I get it to AJ? Uh, Instagram TCE Pod Twitter TCE Pod And man just I mean, everywhere. They, yeah, they could get at me at one uh, sljackson.com, Order Animal Instinct, The Urban Jungle. Uh, you could get an ebook. Well, everything linked to there, too. And if you get a, a paperback, yeah. send it to me. I autograph it and send it back. You know what I'm saying? 2020 award winning author debut. I don't know. I've been thinking about writing some more, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I'm going to write some different shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, you got the, you got the opportunity to do that because you're an author. Yeah, you but I'm saying? yeah I ain't, I ain't going to. And, and I'm going to write it under my regular name. Like, yeah. I don't like when authors do that, like try to change their name to uh, write <laughs> shit that they normally wouldn't write. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you fuck it with me, I, the, my pen game is my pen game. Bro. I got bro. plaques on the wall for this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm AJ. I want for my brother what I want for myself. 